I say let's continue on. Let us continue to grow in spirit and in faith, in the unity of the spirit and in the bond of peace. Guess what? We did it. We did it. We did it. Kicking and screaming. Kicking, yes. We did it. Ariana was on sabbatical and we made it through just fine. Yay. We grew as a community in spirit and in faith. I say we have had one great summer and I say let's continue on. Continue to mature and find our way to ever greater awareness of our gifts and of the grace that envelops us. And now Ariana's sabbatical has come to an end. And she has to take up for herself the same things we've explored this summer. What have we learned in this time? What do we see with new eyes? How have we grown? I say we have had one Great summer. We have heard from some interesting people, all of whom gave us a great gift. They showed us how to take personal experiences and translate it into life lessons. Esther Nicholson and her life of addiction in South Central L.A., and now a spiritual teacher of such depth and compassion. Meryl Rose, just last week, whose father is in hospice and who spoke of grief as a back door to heaven. Others like Paulette Pipe and Lawrence Palmer taught us anew what it is to see life from a higher consciousness. Taught us to meditate and pray. And all of the wisdom and all the insight and all of the delight of this summer, Christina Allen and her challenge to discover our voice and to use it. And my three prayers for us, which began the summer series, go where your great prayers take you. I had three prayers for us for this summer. That we increase our love for one another. That we have a strong, vital sense that everyone belongs. And that no matter what, we can do this. And we did it. We've learned a lot, and it's up to each one of us individually to take those lessons from all those teachers and apply them into our lives and see, what does this look like for me in real time? And collectively, we've done much as a congregation to keep the place going. So I started off with these three prayers, and I also started off with a poem called Love. And I want to share it with you one more time. Love means to look at yourself the, one, the way one looks at distant things. For you are only one thing among many. And whoever sees that way heals his heart without knowing it from various ills. A bird and a tree say to him, friend. Then he wants to use himself and things so that they stand in the glow of ripeness. It doesn't matter whether he knows what he serves. Who serves best doesn't always understand. 
We stand in the glow of ripeness. We have grown in love. We have grown in spirit. We have grown in the fellowship of peace. We all have our gifts, our talents. We all know we have something to contribute. And we've seen that this summer. As I was thinking about this wrap-up for the summer, I happened upon an amazing piece of Scripture from the New Testament in the Christian Scriptures. The last time I spoke with you, I, I lifted up the Tao Te Ching. Today I'm going to lift up the New Testament. Ephesians 4. And it's so applicable to where we are right now as we wrap up this series. Hear these words from St. Paul. I, therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit, just as you are called to the one hope of your calling, One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in all. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord. Let's begin there. This is Paul writing to this church in Ephesus and quite possibly this letter was intended for a number of other churches as well. But the important thing about this is Paul is writing from a prison cell. He is a prisoner of the Roman Empire. But he doesn't say it that way. He says, I am a prisoner of the Lord. His circumstances are trying, earth-shattering, devastating. But his focus is clear. His consciousness is elevated. How often this summer we've learned from our speakers how to raise our consciousness. My feet are in chains, Paul suggests, but my heart is with God. We are a people, we learned this summer, who who are invited to keep our consciousness elevated, lifted up. No matter what, there is a higher way to look at things. And what is this higher way? Paul says, I beg you to, what? I beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you've been called. Each one of us has a calling. Connie sings. Stevie keeps the place going technologically, (laughs) mysteriously like Harry Potter. (laughs) Board, Board members think about vision and policies and procedures. Ushers, ush. It's true. Teachers teach. Sometimes they teach adults. Sometimes they teach kids. Prayer chaplains and prayer teams pray. Volunteers staff the bookstore. We all cook for one another. Some of you serve at Westside Cares. Some of you bring food to distribute there. We all have some way to contribute, and we are all called to live lives worthy of our calling. What is your calling? What are you being led by the spirit of life and love to be and to do in this time, in this place? 
You don't do anyone any service by shrinking. Nothing in this passage suggests you should shrink. Live a life worthy of your calling. What is that? The same is true of this place we call unity. We are a small congregation in a city that, um, that has churches with thousands and thousands of people. We're just not so large. But we're not. But we are called to do great things. We are small but mighty. Listen, I'll tell you what I mean by that. A few years back, I was with a youth group here at Unity. I took them up to a conference in Denver, and I saw how free our young people feel with one another, free to be themselves, truly. And I knew that this place and its message of unity was important to this city and our world. And one of those kids came up to me and said to me, I don't feel like a boy. I don't feel like a girl. My gender is fluid. And here, with these people, I can be who I am. Free and dignified. That's important. That's important. What a great message. Everyone belongs. Everyone belongs. That was one of my prayers for us this summer. A deep prayer that we would know deep in our hearts. A sense that everyone belongs. What a great message. Unity, unity, unity. And how do we pull it off? How do we build a community where people can feel like they belong? Paul continues, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love. We are a pluralistic body. We have people with different ideas and different experiences and different points of view. And thank God. How many times this summer have I seen humility and curiosity? How many times have I seen people be curious with one another and not furious with one another? How many times have I seen you quietly praying for one another? In the corners. Nobody can see you. Just in the corner praying with people. Get phone calls from your prayer chaplains. Supporting one another. Laughing together. Bearing with one another in love. And for what? Why do we do this? Why do we gather here? What is our goal? What is our outcome? What, by living lives worthy of our call and bearing with one another, do we gain? We make every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. The unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. This is our goal. We're never going to arrive. This summer we took one small step. When Ariana returns, we'll take some more steps. We're never going to get there. But we can do our little parts. This summer, we did our part. We stepped up. We took one more step. And Ariana, too, as she removed herself from this so that she could get a broader perspective, forget for a moment about temporal things and focus on spiritual things. Just one small step. 
It helps now and then to step back and take a long view. This is the prayer of Oscar Romero. He didn't write it. Somebody else wrote it on his behalf. But it's worth listening to. It helps now and then to step back and take a long view. The kingdom is not only beyond our efforts, it's beyond our vision. We accomplish in our lifetime only a tiny fraction of the magnificent enterprise that is God's work. Nothing we do is complete which is a way of saying the kingdom always lies beyond us. No statement says all that could be said. No prayer fully expresses our faith. No confession brings perfection. No pastoral visit brings wholeness. No program accomplishes the church's mission. No set of goals and objectives includes everything. This is what we are about. We plant the seeds that one day will grow. We water seeds already planted, knowing that they hold future promise. We lay foundations that will need further development. We provide yeast that produces far beyond our capabilities. We cannot do everything, and there is a sense of liberation in realizing that. This enables us to do something, and to do it very well. It may be incomplete, but it's a beginning, a step along the way, an opportunity for the Lord's grace to enter and do the rest. We may never see the end results, but that's the difference between being the master builder and the worker. We are workers, not master builders, ministers, not messiahs. We are prophets of a future, not our own. We plant the seeds that one day will grow. We're just doing our little part. And we've taken very good steps. We've made real progress. And now our summer ends. And Ariana will be back in this podium, this pulpit, next week for our water communion. She'll have her own stories to tell, her own growth to recount, her own long view to share. But those two will be incomplete. The seeds planted in her summer of sabbatical will grow in their own time in God's time, in perfect divine order. And so will the, the, the seeds planted in your heart. And we shall not rush to know what all was accomplished. It will emerge. And we'll give her time to re-enter the community, to merge into the traffic that is our journey together. And what is that journey? What is the seed we are planting together, all of us, under the guidance of the spirit of love and alongside Ariana, our pastor. Where are we headed? What is the journey? I'll just remind you with this simple paragraph. I, therefore, servant of the Lord, beg you to live a life worthy of the calling to which you've been called, with humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace.